Hey everyone, we are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. At the time of this episode releasing, we are just over a week away from the global release of Marvel Snap. We are very excited and we appreciate you sticking along with us uh, throughout these episodes we've released during the beta. And we are really looking forward to releasing episodes and content after the global release and as new listeners come to the podcast. You may notice in future episodes that we try to take a little more time to explain the basics, to break down and remind listeners of what cards are, etc. Uh, just with an influx of new players, with the global release, we want to make sure that we're not speaking above everyone's knowledge level. So, you know, especially when we're talking about Pool 2 and Pool 3 cards, we're going to try to break those down and remind listeners of what cards we're talking about, what's their cost, their power level, their ability, etc. Uh, just to make sure that everyone can enjoy the podcast, whether you've been listening to this for several months or it's your first time listening. So, today we've got a great episode for you with... Uh, Loot Muncher covering the latest patch notes. Sorry for being a little later than we normally get this episode out, but we appreciate you listening. Let us know your thoughts on Twitter at can't underscore stop underscore snap. And without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey everybody, we are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. We are back with another patch episode and I'm gonna be honest I was surprised by this one I think me and my returning guest host Loot Muncher who's always here to help us break down the patches uh, we were both surprised uh, I guess first off Loot Muncher thanks for being on again as always absolutely patch drops I'm here yeah and uh, man we were just talking before we started recording we did not expect this coming. We were expecting this in the next week or two, you know. Uh, they said they were going to add some more stuff before launch, but we did not expect it so soon after they released their roadmap, right? Yeah, I thought for sure that at best case scenario, we'd see it next week. Worst case scenario, on launch. Um, but I'm glad they got it out, um, you know, so they can fix anything that may still need fixing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's you never want to push out the big thing the day you know before it's needed, right? Be, just in case yeah. there's there's hot fixes or bugs they need to uh, squash at the last second. So yeah, this, for sure, this sets them up for success. I think so. Okay, well let's dive in here. So this is patch notes, October fourth. Uh, we'll we'll go through the general section first. Uh, a lot of this is expected. There are a couple things we didn't know about, but uh, first inbox. We've added an inbox tab within the news section where you can. Uh, expect to find messages and upcoming rewards um i think this is interesting that it's like in the news section so it's kind of buried a little bit right we knew this was coming uh, and this is obviously so they can kind of give rewards out a little more easily other games have this um do you like the placement would you like to see it a little more clear um i don't like the placement for now but i feel like it's probably a holder probably hold is where it's just living for now I'm assuming when they add friends list and guilds and like the other social features they want to add, I'm sure this will probably be thrown in with that. Uh, for now, it's fine, but uh, we'll we'll see what it's used for or whatnot. I kind of was hoping that they'd at least send a message or like two credits as a joke or something just to test it, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll see some stuff in the next couple of weeks, but uh, and you make a great point. Um, 
they could definitely feel that like it doesn't have enough right now to have its own dedicated tab on the homepage, but I could totally see what you're saying. A couple more social type features and you throw them all together, right? Or yeah. messaging type features. So, okay. Uh, another thing we didn't, uh, I mean, we kind of knew there was going to be a welcome bundle, I think, but we didn't know what it was. So it says, check out the shop for a featured welcome bundle that includes a Captain America variant card, Captain America variant avatar, Plus seven hundred gold, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is two ninety nine, at least in USD. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, so a good deal. I mean, you're obviously getting a good exchange for your gold there, right? It's cheaper than buying gold by itself. Uh, yes. And, and you get the variant card. Um. So I don't know. I mean, I guess. I guess this is good. I guess I'm just a little bummed because, like, I don't play a ton of a Captain America. I mean, he's an average card. Uh, not to say the art isn't good, right? Um, but I guess, I don't know. I guess I don't know what I was expecting. This this makes sense as this was what would be the bundle. But uh, I'm kind of middle ground on it. I don't know about you, if you expected more or less on what the bundle would be. I, I thought the bundle would be definitely a little bit more things. Like I thought that could be definitely something that could try to get a little bit more money out of the new players, you know give some credits and gold and stuff to really jump start an account. And I was expecting like a $20 price tag, but you know, make it worth it. But I thought it was going to be like credits and gold. So you can kind of jump start your account and, you know, get those credits and buy credits if you want to start leveling up and getting cards and stuff faster. Um, the 700 gold is cool though, because that is a great value for three bucks. You get, ten dollars worth of gold and then it works perfectly with the uh the um variant changes the price changes you can now get a rare variant for that so yep yep very true so yeah i mean uh, definitely good value i guess that's maybe what i i'm trying to put into words i definitely expected credits so that was my guess right it'd be like here's your mm -hmm. first two thousand credits or three thousand credits so, you know that's enough to uh infinity split two cards right all the way up basically so Something like that where it could help to jumpstart your collection, but you know, uh, it's a good deal, so I can't can't complain about that. Um, not much to say on this one. Default F, uh, FPS is now 30 frames per second, uh, so they just kind of said, okay, we're gonna default to that instead of 60, but you can obviously obviously increase it to 60. I think that's a smart change. Um, uh, and then this one we knew about, so so no crazy surprises here, but. 75% uh, of existing variants are now labeled as rare variants, uh, and their cost of is, has been changed to 750 gold, from 750 gold to 700. And then other variants will become super rare are now available uh, for 1200. Now, I don't know if you had a chance to check out the shop. I'm guessing it maybe this won't take full effect till 9 p.m. I could be wrong. Have you seen any of the super rares in your store yet? I have not. My shop didn't change, and the prices are the same. I'm assuming that this change will hit on reset. Yep. Yeah, so I guess at a time of recording, we're recording about an hour before reset. So uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what, uh, you know, those super rares are. I'm sure some web, you know, websites like Marvel Snap Zone are going to compile kind of a list of what are rares and what are super rares. So I'm interested to see what kind of makes the cut as a super rare. Yeah, for sure. Me too. Okay, uh, well, let's dive into the next section here. So localization. Uh, I'll quickly just go through the languages because I think we knew there was like 13 languages coming. I don't know if they told us all of them, but uh, they've hit the biggest ones here is what it seems like. So you've got uh, 
Uh, we already had English and Latin American Spanish. So now we have Chinese, simplified, Chinese, traditional, French, German, Indonesian, Italian, Japanese, Korean, Portuguese, uh, Brazilian, Portuguese, that is uh, Spanish, Thai, uh, and then they added voiceover support for the following languages, uh, in addition to English and Spanish, Chinese, French, Japanese, and Korean. Um, so I think they've hit, obviously, the languages that are going to be the biggest markets. Obviously, you can't have every language that's out there, right, uh, especially at launch, but I think they've hit the biggest markets in South America, Europe, uh, obviously US, and then Asia is what this feels like to me. So good smattering of languages. I I don't think there's anything that's not here that doesn't surprise me. Um, anything you feel like they've missed, gaping holes? No, I think this was just getting basics down, and they'll just add more as they go. Yep, add some more, uh, uh, you know, Asia languages, add more European languages, definitely over time. Okay, well, let's dive into some of the meteor stuff. Uh, this one was interesting. So art and visual effects. Boosters are now color-coded to match their cards. Uh, yeah, I saw this when I was playing, but, uh, and I d hadn't read this part of the patch notes. So I was like, whoa, the color's different, and it matches, you know, where the card is. So um, I thought that was interesting. Um Again, it's not like this enhances the game per se. It's just obviously kind of a style choice they've made. Do you like it uh, or do you think it's just kind of distracting? I mean, I do like it. It's uh, it's just a little bit of extra flair. Uh, when I, I didn't even read this the first time I, I read through the patch notes. I just skipped right over it. But then I was just, uh, I got a reward in the season pass and went to collect it. And uh, I noticed in that that the miles and the spider woman and the carnage uh boosters on this thing are different and then the generic ones where it's just going to give you random boosters are just gray and i was like oh that's really cool i didn't notice that like i didn't read it in the patch notes so seeing it i, I thought it was pretty cool and i'd be interested to see all the other cards it's a nice little thing but you know nothing major like you said yeah they're just i mean they're always going for a little bit more style with each patch a little bit uh cleaner crisper ui a little more modern feel right they they kind of switch up a little bit of that kind of stuff on us every time so not necessarily mm -hmm. surprised to see it in general but uh yeah de definitely kind of stands out so okay let's dive into the bulk of what we're going to talk about there's some interesting ones and i think uh a lot of these are the ones i was expecting to see changes to these are the card updates uh but maybe one or two that i i was surprised to see so uh first things first bishop Bishop has gone from a 3-2 uh, to a 3-cost, 1-power card. Retains the same ability, so for every card played down on your board after Bishop is played, he gets plus 1 power. Um, you know, their logic is kind of Bishop is just kind of a generalist good card you can put in a lot of decks, obviously in any kind of zoo deck, uh, in negative decks, uh, in kind of like a bounce bros type deck, right, with Falcon and with uh, B. So it's kind of just like, any deck you're playing cards or a lot of cards, like throw Bishop in, right? Um, so, you know, I don't know. I, I didn't think Bishop was overpowered and I don't know if this minus one power does a lot to change him. Their logic is they want like people to, to not only always choose him, they want to have people look at other options. Do you think this really is going to make that big of a difference with just the minus one power? I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference. I think, you know, I, when I think about like staple cards that you think about when you're building a deck, I immediately go to Angela and Bishop. You know, if you're playing those, I mean, there's definitely decks where you don't put those in, but 
I feel like I play a lot of decks that start with those two cards. Um, so seeing Bishop just get nudged a little bit uh, down the power ranking, I think that's fine. Um, but I don't, I don't think this is really going to affect him too much. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think this will lower his play a ton. Um, I think, yeah, obviously, we, we've we said this before. You and me have said this. One power can make a difference. But mm-hmm. Bishop, you're already just, like, loading more power onto him. So, like, it's kind of like when you're playing cards down to buff him up, like, that one power sometimes doesn't make that big of a difference in that case. So, anyway, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I'd expect to see Bishop in the same kinds of decks he's played in today. Um but time will tell. We'll see if he he um, if he changes. I want to kind of jump around here, Luke, just because there's three cards, uh, two that start with M and one that start with R here that we're going to talk about in a second. I want to kind of pair those together. So um, let's talk Nakia next. Nakia is a three-cost, uh, one-power card, and the r- ability reads now, on reveal, give the two leftmost cards in your hand plus two power. So as we know, Nakia has definitely been nerfed in the past. Uh, it used to be buff all cards in your hand by two power. Then they did it to two random cards. So the logic here is you give a, you get a little bit more control. When you play her, you know what's going to be buffed. But obviously, uh, just determined by the order you draw cards in and the cards you're able to play. Like what if all your six cost cards are like the most left cards in your hand and you want to buff cards that you'd play earlier, something like Brood or... Or Mr. Sinister, where you want to like buff them to be able to get that buff power on their on their um, token cards. They're gonna play out right. So I get that this gives you a little bit more control. I still feel like Nakia is nowhere near playable level like she was before. Yeah, I think this helps a little bit of knowing where the power is gonna go. But I don't I don't quite understand why they are dying on this hill of it, they want Nakia to give plus two power. They don't want to just like, because you know, I was thinking about changes with Nakia last patch. I was like, what if they make her like a three, two and just plus one to all the cards in your hand. So yep. something. And, but I think they're really are dying on the hill of the plus two power for the, uh, spoilers alert, the determined cards, uh, you know, the whole black Panther line of cards seems to care about, you know, increasing power and doubling power of cards and stuff. So I imagine that's what they're going for. They really want Nakia to work in a deck like that and give that plus two power to those cards. Um, but because I, I thought, you know, for sure when they started nerfing her that we were going to end up with plus one power at all cards, but they do not want to make that change apparently. And I don't know if this is enough. I feel like they're going to still have to keep working on this one. Yeah. I mean, the only people I say playing Nakia are bots. Um, yeah. and I, I could not agree with you more. I mean, if you really think about it, okay, two cards get plus two power. So that's plus four power, right? Um, if she was plus one, I mean, on average, really, like, especially by turn three, how many cards do you have in your hand, right? You have three mm-hmm. to four or five cards. So like reality is you're getting plus three to plus five power. It's not like it's all of a sudden you're getting plus 10 more power, right? With that change. So I think that would be a great change. I think it would just make it more consistent and feel a little bit better instead of this just like plus two power, but it's so hard to get like pick which card to get that plus two power on, even with this. Yeah, and, yeah, and maybe my logic is wrong with the Black Panther cards, but that I mean, they don't want to change it from plus two power for some reason. There's definitely a reason why it's still at plus two power after this is the third change. 
So. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe eventually eventually we'll get there. Maybe they'll hear us. Um, <laughs> okay, the next three cards I wanted to talk together with you because I feel like there's definitely some relation and a certain archetype, uh, which one of these cards is based around, is definitely highly nerfed. So uh, that is Mr. Negative Dex. So let's start with Mr. Negative himself. Uh, Mr. Negative has gone from a four uh, cost one power card to a four cost negative one power card. So this really is, you know, they're digging in here, right? So we've gone all the way from four power down to negative one power. So a change of five now after two nerfs. Um, so I think that's, I guess that by itself. I mean, we'll look at the next two cards that also kind of are played in this deck type a lot uh, lately. But what do you think about this Mr. Negative change? Do you think it's too much? Uh, it's a flavor win. Uh, Mr. Negative having <laughs> negative one power. Um, and I'm not sure. Uh, it's a very unique card and ability, and it restricts what they can, uh, what cards they can come out with in the future. So I feel like you definitely don't want to make it where you can just. It's such a powerful effect. You do have to try to do something. And it seems like they want to stick with the four cost and you just keep dropping its power. Um, I definitely didn't see a lot of change in the meta uh, for Mr. Negative uh, when they changed it to one power. So maybe negative one will help more. I mean, the, the one power definitely was, you know, I could tell was it made it a little less strong, but didn't affect the numbers of me seeing it played. But Maybe negative one will. Hey all, I wanted to take a quick moment to talk to you about MarvelSnapZone.com. Marvel Snap Zone is a one-stop shop for everything Marvel Snap on the internet. They have new articles nearly every day that cover deck building, strategy, card breakdowns, etc. They have a great collection tracker tool and a decklist builder that works off of that collection tracker so that you can know what decks you can build with your current card collection. They have guides and deck lists for all level of players and all collection level of players. Make sure to go to marvelsnapzone.com and check it out now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I it'll be interesting to see. I've been playing a lot of the negative deck lately and I definitely know that I'm feeling like I don't want to play it. Uh going forward as much uh and part of the reason is because of the next card that we'll talk about here which is uh magic next so magic is still a five cost three power card but the ability now reads you can't play this on turn six on reveal change this location to limbo so still change the location to limbo add that seventh turn to the game can't be played on turn six and i mean this was a huge thing with negative decks right like uh either you're playing or it's like you know sarah negative decks right it's like you play sarah down on five then Magic only costs four on turn six, so you could play Magic and another card, or Magic gets flipped with Mr. Negative, so then it's a three cost, and maybe you still play Sarah, so then it's a two cost, right? Kind of this whole thing, but usually, uh, myself and others, we, you know, everybody was playing Magic on turn six, right? To kind of surprise with that last extra turn, and Negative was helping to get the cost down, and or, uh, you know, Sarah was helping with that. So I guess, what do you think about the magic change by itself, but also just in this in the scheme of how it affects the negative archetype? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I've I definitely played a lot of the negative deck list too. And 
I think this is a huge change because, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. You can tell me you've been playing the deck too. But ideally, you'd want a negative on four, uh, Sarah on five, and then magic on six, plus exactly. another card, yep. and then on turn seven, go off. Um, so this changing, I think, is a big change. And I, when I first read this, I was like, that's 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 a big change. But I wonder how much it's going to affect it. And then I saw a streamer play one game, and on turn one, uh, someone ice man and hit magic, and I was like, oh. That card's just a five three with no effect now. Yep. Like I was like, that's very interesting. I did not think about that interaction before, but yes, I think this change this change is going to be the biggest change to the Mister Negative deck is yeah. the magic not being able to be played on six because it just it limits you to be able to draw that extra negative flip card. It limits mm -hmm. you to do kind of the ideal play that you just talk negative Sarah magic four five six right. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's just uh, definitely has weakened that archetype. One card also that's seen a lot more play in the last since the last patch is Ronin. So Ronin's had a change as well. So Ronin was a five cost zero power card, uh, I believe. No, it was it was three power, right? No, now I'm second guessing uh, myself. Well, yes, last patch they changed it to a five three. Okay. And so it, it was a 5-3 since last patch, and, but it was plus three power. Okay, that, that was a change. Okay, I started second to guess myself as I was reading it loud. So now the ability is ongoing, plus two power for each card in your hand, in your opponent's hand. So they've taken that down from plus three to plus two. I think it's interesting because uh, essentially now it matches Devil Dino, right? Uh, they're, uh, now, yes. they're now both five cost, three power. They both do plus two depending on your opponent's hand versus your hand. So they both started in different places, right? And they both gone through mm -hmm. multiple iterations and they both ended up uh, the same. So do you think this is uh, this is good? Do you think this is a fair card now? Do you think it's going to still see a good amount of play? Uh, yes, I, I still think it's going to see some play. Um, you know, the whole Sandman decks and stuff like that, really be able to slow down your opponent's hand and still getting good value with the power. But yeah, I think Ronin is just one of those cards that didn't see any play. So, you know, they pressed the button a few times, powered it up, and just pressed that button a few too many times. And so I think plus two power puts it back at the right spot. I mean, we'll see the play, but I mean, I definitely saw a lot of Ronin and got blown out by a lot of Ronin's just not expecting that power, not realizing, oh, I have five cards in hand and that Ronin's huge. But yeah, I think two power is a good place. And it, it should go back down, but definitely should see more play than before they touched the card at all. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Okay. Last but not least, we have one more card change here, and that is Goose, which will actually lead us into our locations conversation. So um, this is interesting because I think this is one of those things um, with Goose and with the locations that have been changed accordingly that people expected to work a certain way. And then they didn't, and actually um, Second Dinner has changed the game so that it works in the way that some people thought it would. So um, so Goose is a two-cost, two-power card, and the ability reads, Ongoing, nobody can play four, five, or six-cost cards at this location. Okay, so, and then it says, See the developer comment and locations update before. So you may say, okay, it wasn't that the same ability, right? Um, so... The change here, uh, I'll, I'll read the developer comment here, is we have had 
we have a number of updates to abilities that enact play restrictions to make them check the check the adjusted cost of cards in hand rather than their original base cost. For example, if your Sentinel costs four due to wave, you can play it at Crimson Cosmos. So basically before there was this thing with like Goose or with locations that said only certain card cost cards can play, be played here or certain cost cards cannot be played here. Um, where your cost of your card would change because ice mana would hit it or wave would increase the cost or other things right and then um all of a sudden your cost would your, your card cost would say four and you'd say well why can't i play here it just says i can't play one two or three cost cards here right but my card is currently a four cost um but the the logic in the game was going off of their original cost so now they're changing it so that it goes into what their current cost is so this is like any cards that have been affected by Mr. Negative, uh, any cards that have been affected by Iceman, right? Uh, any cards that have been affected by uh, Baron Mordo, right? That's now a six cost card, right? All these things will actually take effect. So whatever the current cost card, the current cost of the card is, that is what these locations and what Goose will take into account. Is that how you understand it? Yes, that's exactly how I understand it. And I think this is the biggest change they've made in the beta. I mean, this completely reworks how like their rule system worked with the cost of cards. So I think this is a huge change. Yeah. I'm curious, like, obviously this is something they've gotten feedback on basically since day one, right? People are like, wait, like I remember, you know, months ago, everybody's like, why can't this be played here? Why can't this, you know, and it just kept getting asked over and over again yeah. until finally everybody kind of caught on. Hey, that's not how it works. So maybe they were like, okay, we need to change this, but maybe just the logic was complex, right? Like you're saying, it's not just like, oh, change the text and everything works great. They, like, they probably had to go back to the drawing board a little bit and change the code and change the logic of how this is all handled um, yeah. to, to make this work. So um, let's dive into the location. So Crimson Cosmos, so it was saying one and two and three cost cards can't be played here. Now it says cards that cost one, two, or three can't be played here. Hellfire Club was one cost cards can't be played here. Now it says cards that cost one can't be played here. And the big house, four or five and six cost cards can't be played here has been changed to cards that cost four, five or six can't be played here. So those three locations have their logic changed. So that again, like if you Mr. Negative something that was originally a four cost, um, like uh, Jubilee is a good example. So Jubilee is a four one normally. If that flips to a one four, then all of a sudden you can play her in the big house, right? Where you wouldn't have been able to beforehand. So yeah, it, that's a, yeah, it's, it's a huge change. And uh, one of the cards that I'm really interested to see how it affects it is death. Um, I'm a big fan of the card death and that deck. And it, that, that was always like an upside to death of playing around card effects like that. And so it's going to be very interesting to see you like that. But yeah, like I said earlier, and I, oh, you, know, you were talking about, I, I think this is a huge change of, like, it's, it's stuff that we're not even going to fully understand because, like, this, to me, is a huge rule change. So definitely going to take some time getting used to and feel the full effect of it. I did not think about death. You bring up a great point because, like, okay, you know, the classic death is you, you get a couple destroys, then you throw down wave, right? Uh, mm -hmm. ideally you're getting her down to zero and maybe you've been able to moon girl or so you have two copies but you get her down to let's say one or two then all of a sudden if crimson cosmos or hellfire club is on the board then all of a sudden you can't play death there mm -hmm. um 
So that's it's kind of like this indirect nerf to death. I don't think it's going to like kill death, right? I still think death's a good yeah. card. Yeah. But all of a sudden, based on the RNG of what locations you happen to have, death is a little bit weaker. Um, yeah, it, it's it's definitely going to have some impact. Um, you know, the big house and goose and stuff being able to play around that because they say four or five and six, but death costs nine. So you kind of got cheeky with it and could cheat it around that. But now if the death costs four, five or six, you won't be able to play it there. So like I said, I don't think it's going to make death unplayable either. But like I said, I think it's going to take some playing with this new rule change to completely understand all the cards and situations that it's going to affect. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the community kind of rallies around this one and what changes it kind of, it, it, it has indirectly on the meta, right? Uh, only mm-hmm. time will tell as people kind of play around with it. So, okay. Let's, uh, as normally, we're not going to go read through the whole bug list. I guess I just want to point out the sheer, um, the sheer number of bugs in this fix. I think it's one of the higher ones for sure. And this definitely, I mean, they fixed a lot of bugs last patch. So you can definitely tell that that's kind of been their focus um, is just squashing as many bugs as possible before global release, which is great to see. I mean, you want people, you know, we've all been playing in the beta. We've understood that there's going to be some issues. There's going to be some quirkiness. uh, But really when people are not coming into a beta, they're coming to something that's fully released. They want to see... um, that uh you know the game is clean that the game works they're not seeing crashes they're not seeing weird uh glitches etc so uh i guess i feel good about this uh i i know there's one or two bugs that i do want to mention out that just because i think they're funny or they want to point out is there any of the bugs that you've seen in the bug list that stand out to you loot muncher yeah so i was just looking through this just like last time i was just looking for anything that actually has like in-game ramifications and the two that i saw off the top was a kingpin Mm -hmm. no longer destroys itself if it gets moved um so that matters and then um what was the other one i just had it professor x now stops cards from leaving the board when lockjaw activates Mm, i I know they made that change last patch with the uh, goblins not switching sides and stuff but now lockjaw also doesn't move the cards yeah so it's like a bug fix but it's really like a we talked about this last time right it's a bug fix but in some ways it's like a change to the card right or kind of a more completeness of how the card should work based on how it's written um you know another one in here craven now activates his ability if the card that moved is also destroyed um okay so you know it sounds like that wasn't happening before. If the card was destroyed after it moved or something, his ability wasn't firing, right? So, like, if you launch, uh, if a card moves into a location where you've got, uh, what's it called, um, Kingpin's location. Uh, do you know which one I'm uh, uh, um, uh, um, Fisk Tower. Fisk Tower, exactly, right? So, like, by by that logic, it sounds like if a card moved there and was destroyed... Craven wasn't getting his boost, but now he will because it's still moving yeah. even if it gets destroyed. So, yeah, a couple of these things. It's, it's interesting uh, to pick these out of the bug fixes, right? Because there's lots of bug fixes that are like UI things, but these are really things that can kind of subtly boost or nerf a card. So, um, 
obviously and uh, go ahead i'm uh, sorry uh one other thing i just want to point out I, I didn't know if you're going to get to it or not but the uh known issue list i don't remember that i did it check because it just kind of hit me now but they haven't done this before have they where they have a known issue list no, in the I patch think, notes? i don't think they have yeah and i really like that i'm glad because it does bring foresight into things that maybe people don't know about like if this was a thing and you knew that kingpin would destroy itself and stuff like that you could know before it happened to you and so it's nice to see that because there's a few of stuff like that like most of this is like visual effects or ui stuff too but there are a few things like um it says the same thing very similar to uh the craven not getting the buff if it's destroyed there's also one in here that says that uh it is a bug that if a card gets destroyed and you leader and you don't get that card, so it seems like you should still get a copy yep. of that card because it was played, even if it right? is destroyed. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, and there's a couple other things here. Like some cards are not moved back to hand when played on Luke's bar, and that may just be because of their abilities, right? Um, they don't tell us which cards. I think another interesting one: Deadpool does not get the benefit of temporary power increases when he is destroyed and returned to hand. Um. Mm -hmm. And so that they're saying they're going to fix that, right? So like, yeah. I, I think that's like a location that's buffing it. Like, let's say you play it on, uh, uh, oh man, I, whenever I try to remember the name of the location, it boosts all of your cards there by one. Xander. Xandar. I'm like, Nova, Nova Corpse. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. Xandar, yeah. right? So like, you play Deadpool there, he becomes a two power card. And it sounds like it's the way they're going to make it work is that when he gets destroyed, he keeps that two power and doubles. Right. Yeah, and and it seems like that's just the problem with him. I've never noticed that problem with playing with him, but I haven't played with him a lot. But I know it does currently work correctly with Venom. Like if you have cards in yep. Xandar and eat it with Venom, he does get the keep the buffs. So yeah, so uh, yeah, this is awesome that they're adding this kind of. It feels it's felt like in the past, like we just kind of find out that there's bugs as we play, right? Mm -hmm. Um. But there's obviously ones like this that we aren't even aware of. So, yeah, uh, I like that they're just cleaning up the logic often and early um, with with cards. You know, I've I've played other games or just seen other games where th this is kind of a back burner thing, right? Kind of cleaning up the logic of certain interactions, and it just it just happens later. Um, but it feels like they're very uh, intentional about trying to make things work. Uh, not just with each other. I mean, there's card and card interaction, but there's card and location interaction. There's so many combinations, which I think is why it's hard to get it perfect every time. But they're obviously uh, putting in the work to uh, kind of clean these up as they're made aware of them by the player base or by their QA team. Yeah, exactly. I, I think they're on the right track of trying to keep everything under the same logic. So like we were talking about, if that works with Xander and Venom, it should work with Deadpool. And they know that that isn't, and they're going to change it. So I like that they at least do it. And like I said, I like the unknown issue list. Hopefully they'll keep that in the future. If yeah. they go into a patch and know that there are still issues, um, I hope they continue this because I think this is a good trend. Yep. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Well, Luke, how are you feeling overall? I mean, this was a smaller one than last time for sure. As far as like card changes, last time we had like 30 cards that had changes, it felt like. Um, so less cards change, less locations change, but I think there's some significant things like you said. So 
what's your confidence level on this patch? Do you you feel like it's up there close to a 10? Like it's a lot of good changes. We're in a better spot. Or do you feel somewhere more towards the middle? Uh, I would say this is a good patch. Uh, I, I would, if you put a number on it, like a seven, like a nice solid seven. Um, I think it, you know, they made some of the changes that we saw on the roadmap that are coming, the of uh, the variant rarity system and the welcome bundle, the inbox, um, stuff like that. And just going and seeing a few more last minute changes you know, to the meta and stuff. So there's absolutely one thing. And I know that we've talked every patch, but there's, one thing I'm always excited about every patch that is missing in this patch, and it's kind of disappointing, and it's buffs. Buffs are my favorite. Nerfs, yes, you need nerfs. You need to tone cards down. But I absolutely loved uh, every time we got a patch with the buffs that we got and the amount of buffs we would get. I'm assuming these were changes that they were thinking about doing and wanted to just get a, few, a little bit more data. I'm assuming there just wasn't enough data to show that hey this needs to be buff this doesn't so i'm assuming we will still get buffs in the future but just a little disappointed that we didn't get a few buffs in this patch just because that's one of my favorite parts about the balance changes is what cards that did i deem not worthy enough to play that i can now play with yeah i mean the only one you could really say quote unquote is a buff is nakia right technically that's like yeah. a little bit better but compared to some of the things we've talked about in the past right like ronin last time i mean ronin's still good i'd say now they, they nerfed him a little bit from where they buffed him last time but we've had like ronin where we've been like whoa like big buff or like uh scorpion right you and me have mm -hmm. talked about that this time there's nothing like that that stands out right uh so i'd have to agree with you there i think it's a little disappointing that we didn't get buff i I don't know if I can put my finger on exactly what card I would have chosen for a more significant buff. I mean, honestly, I, I you know, if they told me, hey, we're going to make changes to Nakia, I would have said, great, Nakia needs it, but this is not the change I would have made. Um, we, yeah. we already talked about that. So if they had done Nakia as a plus one to all cards in your hand, I think we would have been a little bit more excited. Um, yeah, so overall, overall an okay change. Uh, I mean, all of the bug fixes are welcome. All of the tweaks are welcome. Uh, the rework with kind of the costs uh, affecting goose and location is definitely welcome. And, you know, overall, definitely they're, they're moving a step closer to global release, right? They're, they're getting the game in a better spot for global release. Uh, I guess my last question to you, Loot Muncher, is do you think there will be one last small patch before release? Or do you think they're really they're going to code freeze with this patch? let it go through release and they're going to wait till a couple weeks after release before they make any changes. I think we may get one more just cause it seems like, and I know it's still iffy with uh, the new card dropping and all that stuff, but it does seem like there's some weird interaction with miles. So I feel like if they can narrow that down and figure out if those are bugs or not, um, I, hopefully they will fix them before launch, you know, your season pass, card for launch and stuff you don't want that to be bugged and people not to play it because of that so if if they do look into that more and figure out if those are bugs or not uh, i'd like to see those changed um other than that i don't think we'll see one but i think there's a slight chance um and i mean i think it'll be fine like i said i think this patch puts them in a good spot minus anything that's completely broken by this patch that we don't know about yet um but yeah i think this puts it in good spot and I think it's slim chances that we see another one unless they absolutely need to. Yep. 
uh, I think it'd be more about what we call like in the software, a hot fix patch, right? It's kind of like, mm -hmm. you just got to rush it out there um, and uh, just get it out there quick because, because there's serious issues. That's what I could see causing something. But I think we're, my guess is we're going to be locked in until maybe two weeks post-launch is what I would guess. And then that would, that would, that would be when they would make changes again. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, awesome. Uh, great conversation as always, uh, you know, listeners interested to hear your thoughts, make sure to uh, join the conversation on Twitter at can't underscore stop underscore snap to let me and loop muncher know your thoughts. Uh, loop muncher before we go, as always, I'd love to let you give a shout out about your streams and, uh, uh, the streams you're doing kind of on your own, but obviously I want to hear more about QBrush. Absolutely. So you can follow me at LootMuncher0 on Twitch and Twitter. And uh, yeah, so I stream myself uh, playing games, playing mostly fun decks, um, trying out new stuff. And then I also host uh, QBrush weekly uh, for the most part, uh, where we get a bunch of content creators together uh usually with some kind of rule set it we've changed a lot uh we've done teams and draft and uh just your standard uh you know deck list and stuff like that so uh definitely a fun time just getting them all together and playing for uh usually an hour set amount of time everyone plays for an hour and the most cubes uh accumulated wins so it's really fun to bring a bunch of content creators together and have like a fun little competitive event awesome uh listeners as always please go check out qbrush uh loot muncher's doing great things there and you get to obviously see loot muncher host but you get to see a slew of content creators including some we've had on the show before so make sure to check that out on wednesday nights uh as always thank you for listening uh we're we're really getting excited here on the road up to launch so make sure to stick with us for the several episodes we're going to have between now and then Thank you for listening, and we will catch you in the next episode. Can't Stop Snapping is a podcast written, recorded, produced, and hosted by Michael Thurman. Thanks for listening.